Brothers and sisters in Christ, in the five weeks of Lent, we have been preparing for this week, for the events of our Lord's death and resurrection. Everything in Lent points to this week. Today, we commemorate how our Lord entered Jerusalem to the welcome of palms and hosannas before confronting the cross. We also remember his death, which gives us life and His resurrection, through which we dwell with Him for all eternity. The Lord be with you. And also with you. And we pray. Almighty God, we ask that you bless and consecrate these palm branches and those who bear them, that we may honor Christ as our Lord and King, that we may follow Him without fear as He leads us on the pathway of eternal life. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees. They went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and he sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard that he had done this sign. And so the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing? Look, the world has gone after him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let us join together in confessing our sins. Merciful Father, we confess that we are not so different from those who welcomed Christ into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and later shouted, Crucify Him, or remained silent in the face of injustice. Lord Jesus, we have betrayed You too by our sins, both known and unknown. Jesus Christ, our King of glory, we have not been outspoken for You. We have not called for your death, but we haven't shouted about your greatness. We fail to express delight in the salvation you have won for us. Yet you died for people like us, and you rose on the third day that we might be redeemed. For the sake of Jesus Christ, do not hold our sin against us. Help us to see your glory. Draw us closer to you that we may become more faithful and more joyful servants of the King. Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die for us, and for His sake He forgives us all our sin. When we were baptized in Christ Jesus, we were baptized into His death. We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. Amen. Lord, we remember how Christ the King entered Jerusalem to the sound of joyful shouts. 
Increase our faith and listen to our prayers. May we praise you every day by living our lives according to your will. For he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In the Old Testament reading for Palm Sunday, we are told that the Lord is the only God. The Old Testament reading is from Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their power is gone and there is none remaining, bond or free, then he will say, where are their gods? The rock in which they took refuge. Who ate the fat off their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering? Let them rise up and help you. Let them be your protection. See now that I, even I, am he. And there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. This is the word of the Lord. Christ did not act to attain status and glory, but was obedient to God, even the point of death. Following Christ's example, we do not seek personal status or glory, but care for others as God cared for us in Christ's death. The second reading is from Philippines, the second chapter. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeliness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Passion of our Lord according to St. Luke. The Passion of our Lord according to St. Luke, the 22nd chapter and the 23rd chapters. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the festival of unleavened bread draw near, near which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put Jesus to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was one of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. And they were glad, and they agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. Where will you have us prepared? Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters and tell the master of that house. The teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished. Prepare it there. 
And they went and found it just as he told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater, one who reclines at table, or who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I among you as the one who serves." For you are those who stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail." And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times that you know me. And he said to them, When I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack for anything? Nothing. But now let the one who has a money bag take it, and likewise a knapsack. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he has numbered with transgressors. For what is written about me has its fulfillment. Lord, Lord, here are two swords. It is enough. And he came out. And went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw. He knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. 
And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he arose from prayer, he came to the disciples. He found them sleeping for sorrow. He said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter temptation. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd. And the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. He touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. Man, I do not know what you... Are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. He went out and he wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him, blaspheming him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council, and they said, If you are Christ, tell us. If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Are you the Son of God then? You say that I am. What further testimony do we need? We have heard ourselves from his own lips. Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priest in the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. 
But they were urgent, saying, When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he had learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had longed, he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but Jesus made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before they had been an enemy with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people, and he said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him, neither did Herod. For he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they all cried out together. A man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, but they kept shouting. Crucify, crucify. Why? What evil has he done? I have found him in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, But he delivered Jesus over to their will. And as they led him away, they seized one man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country. They laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say that the mountains fall on us and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. The people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, There was also an inscription over him, 
This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanging railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Please stand up. It was now about the sixth hour. There was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly, this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. And all of his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee, they stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, from the Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He was looking for the kingdom of God. He had come with him from Galilee and followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and they prepared spices and ornaments. On the Sabbath day they rested according to the commandment. This is the gospel of the Lord. We speak together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the
strengthen the faith of your people here and wherever the sacrament is celebrated. And as we receive the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation, which comes to us through your body and blood, hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. In the garden you prayed in anguish. You asked that the Father's will be done. Today we remember those who named in prayer request and those we name silently. Grant courage to them and all who struggle with anguish, crisis, or long-term illness. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Blessed Savior, you designed your church to be the home of all people. Help us to follow your calling to live as your disciples, to know Jesus and to make Jesus known. Help Emmanuel Lutheran be the hands and the heart of Jesus in Northwest Arkansas. Put the name and face of someone that needs you this week into our heart and mind. Help us to reach out to them in love. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. As we enter into Holy Week, bless us with fortitude and gratitude and with the assurance that you are always with us. In Jesus' name we boldly prayed. Amen. Amen.